Disclaimer, we do not agree with or support J.K. Rowling's bigotry and prejudice in any way, shape, or form, and we also do not tolerate Draco stands or Death Eater sympathizers. However, you are all warmly welcome to tune in to our podcast. We'd also like to forewarn everyone that we will be mentioning later books and events in every episode. So here's your official spoiler alert. On with the show! Hello everyone, my name is Adelia Volkanov with Colin Bones. Hi! Welcome to Ron and Hermione Minus Romance! Today, we <gasps> the are musical episode! <laughs> the movie! We Harry have had Potter. an ASMR episode and now it is time for the musical episode. You just cut me off like eight times. Today, if I'm you didn't sorry, get it already, but this we, is more important, okay? We will be discussing and analyzing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the movie. Yeah, okay. something Yay. we didn't realize until like a couple of days ago. Yeah. <laughs> we literally <laughs> forgot that we were going to do this. I'm pretty sure in the last episode we were like, next week's Chamber of Secrets, so I hope you're not like thoroughly disappointed. Yeah, you're like, now okay. I don't want to listen to them anymore. They disappointed me. <laughs> This on is, another level. This will be the last installment of Sorcerer's Stone, so be sure to come back for Chamber of Secrets next week. Um, okay, who wants to start? I don't know. Okay, I'll start. I'll start. It's okay. Okay. So, okay. my first note just kind of says, beginning is so ominous, and I thought it was kind of funny, because it, like, almost made me feel like if I was watching it for the first time, I would think it was, like, going to be, like, a horror movie or something. You know? It's, like, just dark and, like, I don't know. Well, you know what's funny, actually? I remember. So, I went with my dad when I was probably, like, seven. This was before I'd read the seven. series. Um, and we went to a friend's house, and he was watching TV, and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone came on, because I remember seeing it on the guide, but I was, like, I was so young, and I saw the beginning, and it was so ominous, and just the way it was set up, I fully thought it was gonna be, like, a scary movie, so I immediately turned it off, so I kind of wonder... Yeah. Like, what would have happened if uh, I would have watched way, it, like... Way, way before I read the books. I, like, have a very, like, blurry memory of, like, it just being on TV at some point. Yeah. Like, I remember being traumatized seeing Quirrell have a person <laughs> on the back of his head. And the troll. The troll made me want to cry myself to sleep that oh night. I... <laughs> yeah, I only uh, saw but, the like, very I beginning. I still had no connection to it. I'm pretty sure it was my mom trying to force me to listen to it. Yeah, my mom did that too. (laughs) My mom did that too. She forced me to read it, but I guess I'm glad because I ended up really liking it. But um, yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then my next note just says first Dumbledore with like the like greater than sign because I think the first Dumbledore was my favorite. He always has been. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think he conquered a, a conquered. I think he did well on a certain aspect of Dumbledore. Yeah. I don't think he could have pulled off, like, five through seven as well. Yeah. It was just, like, I, um, when I first saw the movies, he was who I had seen in my head when I read the books. So that's mm. why I say that. But, like, I just have, like, ish- an issue with the second Dumbledore because of how he handled that, like, scene in Goblet of Fire. I'm still, like, upset about it. <laughs> I have problems with him for all of Goblet of Fire. Yeah, <laughs> All of the movies, really. I think he was better in, like, Half-Blood Prince. Like, I think that was yeah. his best. Yeah. But everywhere else, I was like, huh. 
that's an interesting acting choice. <laughs> like, not reading the books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... I'm like that one who came in on speech, and she's like, no shade, no shade. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm saying, but I watch so many compilations on YouTube. It's not okay. Okay, I actually, I wrote, my next note is kind of like a question. I was, I wrote, nosy neighbors, did no one notice the deluminator? Like, we all know that they were really in each other's business. Did no one look outside and see lights flying to, like, a little metal object and think, I think it's so funny how they did it in the movie because it takes like they take like a whole minute to do it like they take their sweet time to take i always felt like they did in the book too or did they all just come at once i don't remember but like it was one by one it seems like it's setting it up to be something like extremely powerful but like (laughs) they don't (laughs) use again until literally eight movies later (laughs) wait no seven yeah okay yeah. yeah, but that was it. I just felt like, because at least we know that Petunia is in everyone's business. I would think that her neighbors would be, too. So, like, wouldn't someone be looking out of the windows, like, who is this freak who just showed up on my street? And then why are all of the lights rushing towards him and turning off? Like. Yeah, I don't know. I like the, I like how, what the deluminator looks like. Yeah. Um, I think they did it, like, that's how I imagined it. Yeah, same. I, like, it kind of looks like a lighter, but I think that works, you know? <laughs> yeah, because that's always how I kind of imagined it, because Dumbledore invented it himself, so I kind of imagined him, like, inventing something from something that already existed and just turning it mm-hmm. into something else. Yeah. Um, I just have in all caps, the music is so good, because I, oh, I love, like, <laughs> like if they, in future remakes, if they don't have the same music, I don't want to watch it. Like, it's yeah, so same. good. It is so good. Like, I, you, it just gets stuck in my head all the time. Like, random pieces. Like, (laughs) yeah. And also, I I think it's, okay, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that when I was, like, um, um, probably, like, 11, 12, because I started playing the violin when I was 10, I got a book full of the sheet music for the music from the movies. Oh. And I remember, like, it was way too difficult when I was, like, 12. I haven't looked at it since then because I forgot I had it. But, <laughs> but I do remember being able to play Umbridge's theme, and that was, like, my favorite. Oh, my gosh. That was, like, a moment right there in <laughs> history. <laughs> um, I, I know they're wizards, but I think it's so funny that they don't age over 11 years. Like, they didn't try at all to make them look, like, a little bit younger. You mean, like, like the adults? Yes. Or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, because I forgot, like, the first part is, like, way yeah, back Yeah, because they see him with a baby, and then they look exactly the same 11 years later. I didn't even think about that. That's kind of funny. I, I mean, mean, also, have you noticed? I'm sure you've noticed, but um, the babies are different ages. Like, in the flashback, he's, like, oh, a yeah. toddler. It does But change. when they put him on the... <laughs> on the doorstep he's like an infant yeah I always kind of think of it as like the baby that you know when we see flashbacks when Harry's parents were killed the baby that like sits up and grabs the crib bars or stands up that's the most accurate because at a year old kids are starting to Mm -hmm. walk holding on to things not walking independently I mean wasn't Harry crying for his mom in the book like how do you like how do you learn the word mom yet I think babies start speaking 
typically around a year old. It depends because bilingual children tend to speak later. I didn't start speaking until I was like almost two years old, I think. But that's because typically in bilingual children, like they don't speak for a long time and then their language kind of explodes and they have all this vocabulary (laughs) that they just haven't shared yet. But um, no, yeah, at a year old, a kid will typically have, and Harry at this point was like a bit over a year old. He was like, a year in July, August, September, October, a year and he's like 15 months old. So at that point, I would say that he, not should, because every kid is different, but he, it's not, you know, insane to assume that he would know the words like mom, dad, and be able to be sitting up, his kids start sitting up at like six months old. He would be walking with help. I wouldn't say independently yet, but I would say that that version of like Harry as a baby is the most accurate. Also, I'm pretty sure that the baby they use in the first film is Alba Severus in the epilogue. I think so too. I think that is really cool. I think I did read that somewhere and I was like, it kind of puts into perspective how long they spent these films. But also, it totally makes sense how long they spent these films because they are so old for their roles in the later movies. It bothers me so much. Like, Like, can you believe that in Goblet of Fire they are supposed to be 14 years old? I mean, yes, they. they No, they don't look 14 years old at all. I mean, I understand that, but at the same time, I got that plenty when I was 14. You don't look 14, or people who are like, oh, you don't look 14 because you look too young. Like, kids at 14, yes, there is a certain, like, look, I guess, that most kids will, will fit. Like, a certain you know, look a certain age, but at the same time, like, every kid is gonna look different. Like, some kids just look older than they are naturally, Rupert and some Grant kids... Was 17, though. <laughs> I found it to be pretty believable, honestly. Like, yeah, I could tell that they were a bit older, but at the same time, I mean, you know, the way Emma Watson looked in that movie, like, I didn't look exactly like that when I was 14, but I also, like, people constantly assumed that I was older than I was, so I found that it was pretty believable but in order of the phoenix they're literally legal adults i don't understand um yeah but there was also not have spent as much time in between movies that's what i think it is i mean weren't the books still being written in between movies um yes but they started in goblet of fire <laughs> Oh, okay, wait. What started in Goblet of Fire? The, they started making the movies after Goblet of Fire. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess, you know, for the first couple, I mean, you couldn't, you sure, could have picked up the pace, but at the same time, like, movies are like, and especially because they were like kids, like, to be constantly, like, producing movies back to back to back is such a disruption to their normal lives, more than it already was, that I'm sure that most of the parents that for that was that was completely out of the question for most people. Okay. Sorry. I'm I'm doing some research right now. Oh, yes. God. Okay, I was right. I was right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's important that I'm right. Um I know that they have to establish that the Dursleys and Harry are related, but I think it's so funny that anyone would ever refer to each other as cousin or aunt. <laughs> like, I get maybe aunt, but, like, he, when he's like, wake up, cousin! Like, yeah, who that says funny. that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would as a joke, but I mean, I always address family members, like, with their, like, I guess, quote-unquote title. Like, I call my aunt and, like, aunt 
like things I shouldn't have said their names yeah. you can bleep that out <laughs> you know but um I wouldn't address my cousins as cousin insert name here you know <laughs> I um but aunts and uncles I would yeah I would use their names make yeah. sure to like cut that out later or like just bleep out their yeah, names because I, I, I completely <laughs> forgot that this is like going out into the world <laughs> um I think the snake scene was fine but it is a bit different from the book as at the time we don't know harry speaking powerful tongue but yeah we do know on. later that he is you really jumped ahead and i had notes from like, i'm sorry way before the snake <laughs> um <laughs> i kind of wrote here yeah maggie smith is exactly who i saw as mcgonagall when oh, i yeah. read the book i just have i love um, maggie smith i love her <laughs> i also have here i'm like poor hagrid mcgonagall doesn't trust him which i found interesting because you would think that like Everyone is like, oh, well, Dumbledore trusts Snape, so I trust Snape. But yet she's like, why are you trusting Hagrid to do something this important when Dumbledore trusts Hagrid? So it's like, where is that energy for someone who literally was never a Death Eater? That's very true. <laughs> yeah, like, what? what is the deal? I mean, there's prejudice against <laughs> Yeah, there's giants, that. And I kind so of thought, like, oh, well, sense. yeah, I kind of thought there was, like, the, oh, well, he, like, maybe open the chamber of secrets but at the same time snape was literally a death eater and working for voldemort why was it easier to trust him than hagrid <laughs> right i don't know yeah that I, just <laughs> i mean mcgonagall and snape don't seem like they had like the worst relationship ever ever it seemed no. like more of a, like a competitive yeah oh my god like, <laughs> on, they're constantly like, fighting about the house cup yeah Okay, can I go on to the snake scene? Or do you no, I'm not there yet. Um, I have here, I said, D my note says, Dudley deserves to get punched in the mouth. Self-explanatory. <laughs> um, I said, <laughs> in the movie they, and the birthday scene, they left out Dudley struggling with addition. Because <laughs> in the books, he's like, wait. <laughs> and he's like, okay, wait, 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 how many do I have? And then they're like, when he flips out, they're like, oh, no, no, we'll buy you two more. And he's like, then I'll have... Then I'll have, and Petunia literally had to tell him, 39, and he's like, okay, because he cannot do addition, which I thought was funny, and would have been funny in the movies as well. Um, okay, yeah, I said, making it seem like they always planned on taking Harry to the zoo in the movies makes them seem nicer than they actually are. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, in the movies, it's just, I, like, I mean, they, they make up for it later. They, they kind of keep in, like, most of the Dursley parts. You know, some something about this movie... Well, also, I realized I was watching, like, the extended edition, so I that kind of goes into that. But, like, they really covered almost everything in this movie, which is surprising. But, like, <laughs> they, they covered, like, everything in this movie except for, like, Norbert. Yeah. Like, the whole Norbert situation, which I think is interesting. Well, obviously, they could because it was like a sh small book but yeah. also it's interesting how like this is not one of my favorite movies <laughs> and yet it's one of the most accurate yeah like, it's just it has no like substance to it like it's <laughs> you can watch like any scene and you'll be fine because like there's no connection to any of the other scenes it's so like boringly directed i mean <laughs> Sorry, Chris Columbus, but like <laughs> this this child is attacking you. Um, 
but I really like I the first two movies I find them hard to sit through. Same. I Chamber of Secrets is my least favorite because I remember like there was this one period where I watched it so many times that I just cannot watch it anymore. <laughs> like I just I can't watch it. I hate it. Like I don't hate it, but it's just like it's not one of my favorite ones. Yeah, and I really appreciate I'm so glad what they did with Prisoner of Azkaban because it really established like the aesthetic for the rest of the movies because yeah. I'm not here for what like they were going for in the first movie yeah. like there is no aesthetic it's just there like yeah it, that's what it feels like that's how you describe these first two movies they're there like <laughs> I know people love them and they are like very comforting but the yeah. thing is they're definitely like play in the background kind of movies like you can come in and watch it at any time yeah you know Okay, now we're at okay. the um the snake part, and I said I was like, was Harry speaking parcel tongue? He like must have been, but it was like not yeah. established. So because we're in a book, we can like clearly, because we're from Harry's perspective in the book, we don't yeah. know that he's speaking parcel tongue, but we know later that he obviously is. Yeah, he had to. But have been. in the movie, it's so weird. Like, they don't have the opportunity to do that since yeah. we, like, clearly hear if he was. But they just don't care, and they just go with it and pretend, like... Like, I would have at least appreciated it in Chamber of Secrets if they did, like, a flashback and then it was him speaking parcel tongue to the snake or something. That would have been interesting. Or if he would have mentioned it, or he did mention it, he's like, oh, yeah, I, like, set the snake loose and... But then, you know... Well, then I feel like that was kind of a flashback in itself he was like oh yeah i should have known because there was this time where i literally set a snake loose in the zoo and he like we make that connection ourselves like oh he was speaking parcel tongue yeah but it also it's like kind i of agree that there could have been more that so. don't center around harry a lot of the time yeah like, they do like they keep to the story in that way but like there's several like little things they add in where they aren't around harry like not just like the front like the first few chapters of the book like it usually is yeah like they add like i don't know what i'm saying anymore but yes <laughs> yeah i have another note about the snake <laughs> i wrote i was like i thought the snake was latino like movie says burma like southeast asia i was like what yeah it's the wrong type type of snake i don't yeah. know what they were doing I don't know, like, why that was... Like, boa constrictors were out. I don't know, like, like, why (laughs) that was the detail that needed fixing in the movies. Like, it's like, no, the snake snake is not going to be from Brazil. It's going to be from Southeast Asia. Like, there's nothing wrong with Southeast Asia, but, like, what... Yeah. Why? Like, I just wonder, like, what the creative process was that led to that decision. Yeah, because then they do this... Now, like, because they did that, there's the stupid theory out there that, like, that's Nagini. Like, yeah, that's I'd, uh, weird. Uh, um, uh, you know, I was thinking when I was watching it that, like, the kid who plays Dudley is, like, pretty good. Like, yeah, he kind of, like, stands with, like, Uncle Vernon and Al Pacino, which are obviously, like, accomplished actors. But, like, he withstands his ground. Like, I would not have been able to do that. Like, it's honestly kind of impressive. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. I love that actress who plays um, Petunia. I have momentarily forgotten her name. But, um, yeah, she's she's great. <laughs> My next note is really simple. It just says, owls are so pretty. Because <laughs> I was watching all the owls that were landing at the house. And I was like, they're so, like, they're so cool. I... 
I, it's so sad, but I love the addition of Harry making a birthday cake in the sand and, like, blowing it out. Like, that is... That's a really good way to establish his birthday. I don't know yeah. if they did that before then. I don't... Like, it's kind of quick, so you might not catch it if you, like, yeah. paying attention. But... I, yeah, I, I saw think that. It's, like, the only, like, only way without, like, having Harry talk to himself. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's my birthday! Like, it kind of <laughs> does that in the books, but, like, in the movies it would have been kind of funny. I would have laughed, you know? He's like, oh, man, it's my birthday. I mean, in the books, it's in the books, it's easier because it's his like internal monologue. Like he doesn't have to say it out loud. It's just like it's just written there for us. I also have a note that says Vernon is seriously unhinged, um, <laughs> which know, he it's is. It's really <laughs> sad. Like we can't get the inner Harry in the movies because Harry's a very different person on the outside than he is on the inside. Oh yeah. Like, we, like, can see, like, he looks like he's having a great time with Hermione and Goblet of Fire. But, like, in the inside, we know he, she, he's like, I swear to God, if she asked me to go to the library with him one more freaking time. <laughs> I'll, never, but, like, I'll never forget that one passage that says, like, having Hermione as your best friend is very different <laughs> than having Ron as your best friend. He's like, Hermione and I... We spend a lot of time in the library whispering so that the librarian doesn't kick us out. <laughs> and then Hermione was just, like, irritated the whole time, so. <laughs> um, I, the scene where Dudley says, I'm not Harry, is so funny since the actor's name is Harry. Yeah. Like, did, did you ever think about that? Like, yeah. Like, they added that in, and I wonder if that was, like, kind of a joke. <laughs> and, like, also, like, as a kid, you see that as your line, and you're like, huh? Like, <laughs> I... <laughs> Yeah, I also, I wrote, I wrote, um, sorry, that the, like, the you're a wizard Harry moment sucked. It was so anticlimactic. The timing, the timing was awful. It's like, there was no, like, I don't, maybe this is just me being a really nitpicky, like, actor, but, like, he goes, like, you know, learned what? No pause. You're a wizard, Harry. Like, what was that? You know? There, he like they the cover- kind of the pause after, so I think it makes up for it. Not really, though, because it's not just, like, <laughs> some piece of information that you whip out like that, you know? You don't just, like, throw it at him. Like, there was no pause or consider- like, nothing. He was like, don't you wonder where your parents learned it all? Learned what? Oh, phew, you're a wizard. What? Like, I just thought that the timing <laughs> was so bad, and it was just, like, they, not- It might have had to be, like, edited in. Like, you never know. Maybe, like, yeah, I just... They could have had to, like, cut off another line or something. Yeah, I feel like that moment is made up, and it was in the books, like, made up to be, like, such a big deal. Like, of course it still was, even if the timing, I think, was, like, awful. But, um, it's, like it's one just of the not. Main it's so... quotable things from Harry Potter that, like, even non-Harry Potter people know. Like, yeah, and it's just... They say that all the time. And, you know, watching it again, I was like, this moment is just, like, not as big as it should really have been. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no, like, learned all what? <laughs> you know, no, like, pause to say, you know, like, kind of ease into it. There was just, like, he just just gave it to him like that. You know, it was just, I felt like it was too quick. Like, it was too rushed. And I yeah, thought that that was I weird. I was irritated. <laughs> I, the birthday cake, the birthday cake is cute. But why do they make Hagrid stupid? Yeah. Like, he can be, like, a bit daft sometimes. But, like, yeah. he knows how to spell birthday. Like, and happy. And he literally writes full letters to Harry all the time. Like, he knows yeah. how to spell. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know how to spell Voldemort. I don't remember if that was in the book. But like, I think it does? was. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> 
Okay, I have a note about when they, like, meet, when they're in Diagon Alley. Are we there yet? Or mm-hmm. do you have more notes? Okay. Um. No. Oh, I've, okay. <laughs> my next note is past that. So. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I said, I wonder, like, how Quirrell broke into Gringotts, because we know it was already, like, a nightmare for Harry and them to get in there, but, like, I wonder, like, how he did it and how he got out. Like, he didn't steal a dragon, of course, but I wonder how he hmm. did it. Yeah, you're right. Like, they had to use Polyjuice Potion. And they still right? got it, like, taken off, yeah. Yeah, that seems crazy. I just, also, yeah, I, I wonder I, how I honestly love that, I, side note about Deathly Hollows, I love that they, that's how they use, like, that they have to spend a whole year camping. Like, they always have to have, like, a month where they're just, like, and then they brewed Polyjuice Potion. Like, <laughs> um, Hermione, oh, I'm going on the train, um, wait, hold on. for the train? <laughs> um, yes, I am. I, I just, I have here, I, just before you did I'm like, Ron, young Ron is so cute. Like, he just uh, looks like such a sweet mm. kid. <laughs> okay, go on. Yeah. Your note. Hermione fixes Harry's glasses on the train. And I don't think it's the worst thing ever, because, like, how would the Ministry track down which kid cast the spell? And it could be, like, the conductor or, like, the trolley witch, but it's just the start of the movies not giving a damn about the Statute of Secrecy, because it's so annoying, because one second they're doing magic all over the place, and then all of a sudden it's, like, when it's important to the story, they're like, you can't do magic outside of school, Harry, like... (laughs) I think it might have been... Prisoner of Azkaban literally does magic at the beginning of the movie, and then, like, a minute later, they're like, you can't use magic outside of school. Yeah, I, that that I have issue with. I think the one on the train is, like, because I think even once you get your wand for the first time, when you're still that young, I don't think they enforce it that much. Um, mm. When, you know, accident... That wasn't accidental magic, but we know that accidental magic by young kids was not, you know enforced like the rule wasn't enforced at all so that may have been you know even when you have your wand and you're not at hogwarts yet i think that may be the moment of leeway where it's still like you know they don't really know better i actually do have a note about the fixing his glasses but it's not about like doing underage magic so i just have like later on no one takes the time to say oculus repero but is like and I, you know, she says, yeah, Oculus Repera, but later it's just Repera. So is that, can that spell, like, it can just be shortened and it's not a big deal? Like, <laughs> is that know. just... Like, and why is there a special Repero for glasses? Like... <laughs> <laughs> not that like, that much, because like, the spell is pretty general. Like, everything else can be general. fixed with one spell. Uh, and I then you can just... Oculus yeah. Repera specific. <laughs> yeah, I think, that, I thought that was weird. I was like, is... What? <laughs> and you just got me thinking, like... Hermione literally says that, like, she's cast a few spells before. Like, she's only tried, like, little ones. So that means that, like, like, I wonder if they were just, like, free game. Like, they were like, you can do whatever you want for, like, the first couple of things, like, of days. Because, like, how are you going to do anything with it? Because, like... Yeah, because they're still... Like, they literally learn at the end of the year. They're like, oh, we can't use magic on the summer. And it's, like, a surprise to them. Yeah, I I think that, like, even... That would make sense. Even when they have the one, but they haven't gone to Hogwarts yet, it's kind of like, they're still so young, like, what are they going to do? Like, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, maybe set a snake on someone. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Uh, my first note about oh, yeah, Hogwarts. Here's my, I love Maggie Smith so much. <laughs> <laughs> my first note about Hogwarts is just that even if he was like too old, like I understand that, but Alan Rickman was like, there is no one else who could have like been Snape. I don't know. I just think that he was fantastic in this role. I see you like cringing, so I know that you're gonna disagree, but 
I just, I don't mind the age difference thing right now. I think he would be great for a similar character to Snape, but not Snape. Because Snape is not likable in any, like, form. Like, that's not his purpose. And, like, I, like, maybe it's the script or something, but Alan Rickman just can't not be likable. (laughs) Like, that's very hard to do. Yeah, I feel like I don't, I, I just think it's a problem with that. Looking at the movies, I am still able to, like, forget that I love Alan Rickman and still have, and it's not, I don't really hate Snape. It's like, I, I dislike him, I pity him, but it's not that I have, like, any sort of hatred for him, because, um, but I just, you know, I, myself, you know, I found it easy to overlook, you know, how fantastic Alan Rickman is, both as, like, an actor and as a person. And hold that anger and resentment towards Snape as a character. So I think most people are able to separate that. But obviously there are still people who are, you know, just like like Draco Malfoy stands. There are people who, like, love Snape and say he's their favorite character. I think all of you are lying. I'm sorry. But I think people who are like, you know, oh, Snape was my favorite character. Or, like, Lavender Brown is my favorite character. I don't, like... I dislike Snape, but it's like, I don't dislike Lavender. It's just there was no foundation for me to enjoy her character at all. Like, I don't, I don't hate her. I don't dislike her. I feel genuinely awful for her and how her story ended. But it's like, mm-hmm. how do you say that she's your favorite character when there was, like, no foundation for I mean, for like, how do you, like, not give sympathy to, like, a child who died in a war? Like I absolutely have sympathy for her, but yeah, I don't, that's like... that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, I'm not I gonna say that she's, like, my favorite character. Because she... You know, her only character was being, like, a teenager who was, like, pretty obnoxious, if we're all being honest. But then I obviously felt bad for her and, you know, didn't exactly agree with how Ron handled that situation. Uh, felt bad about, like, how her life ended and all of that. But I'm, I'll never I'll never understand it. And, like, people who say that Snape is their favorite character, I think most people who say that are just trying to make people angry online reviews. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. Like, it just doesn't make any um, sense. I don't know why this makes me laugh so much, but there's this super awkward line where Emma Watson, like, goes, like, I read about it in Hogwarts, and then waits, like, two seconds, and then goes, a history. history. And it just sounds like she's, like, being pretentious and was like, I want to accentuate the, the comma. Colon. Like, it's not a, it's a colon, not a comma. Okay, uh, my next note is, um, <laughs> the twins sound like they sucked in a vat of helium. <laughs> what? They're so young and their voices are like so high pitched. I just said that oh. it sounds like they suck like a bat of helium. But they'll turn up in a month or two. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Even the like, he's not Fred, I am. It's like, it's so. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, it's... and I'm sorry, really fast. I know we're way past sorry. this, but like. The way they, like, emphasize the wrong words in that sentence, he's not Fred, I am. Honestly, woman, you call yourself our mother. It's like they, it's like they would emphasize the wrong one sometimes, and it just <laughs> sounded, like, wrong. And I was like... I think I noticed that, too, at some point. Like, I don't remember if it was Fred and George, but, like, they definitely enunciate things very weird. Like Yeah, they're emphasizing the wrong words. They're children. So it's like, can't blame them. But... <laughs> Um, it's laughable how in the movie it just so happens that the only characters we know get sorted, except for, like, Susan Bones, who is, like, the director's daughter, so that doesn't even count, like... Yeah. Oh, wait, she was? (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? 
Yeah. Don't don't say it like that. Just because I don't spend what? my no, time you, you watching. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say it's like don't say it like that. Just because I don't spend <laughs> my time watching like behind the scenes Harry Potter videos. <laughs> I'm. Oh my gosh, you're attacking me right now. Okay. I I only watch Nicki Minaj compilations. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's your next note? Because mine, my next note is the, um... Eleanor Columbus! What? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Emma Watson's overacting honestly works for Hermione so well. It does. Like, if, like, if she were any other character, I'd be so annoyed. But, like, Hermione, that seems like, like, something she would do. Like, what an idiot! Like, it's so perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. (laughs) My um my next note is about the the three headed dog about Fluffy. Are we like there okay. yet, or should I wait? Sure. Okay. No, <laughs> I don't remember how this movie goes, so I don't okay. know when my next note is. <laughs> Mine just says you'd think that door would be locked with something more powerful than like something that Alohomora could open. Because there were obviously doors that, like, Alohomora wouldn't open. Why that door? The forbidden third floor corridor where the giant three-headed dog was waiting was... Why could that be opened with Alohomora? Because then you're just asking for the kids to get in there. Of, like, if you can make a door, like, not be opened with Alohomora, why is anyone locking their doors and not doing that spell like what is the purpose of that like great a muggle can't get in what is that gonna do (laughs) um i guess they can get in they can pick locks like what i guess like let's just say like i as a person would use like lock a door in a way that alohomora could could open if like let's just say that i had like kids who were younger than 11 sure i'll use that you know but once they get older right like a baby lock or something yeah like dumbledore this isn't a baby lock scenario this is a three-headed dog that can maul children (laughs) oh my gosh i know i'm just like it's like they're asking the kids to get in there like yeah i don't know what they were thinking Um, it's, my next note is in, when, like, McGonagall, like, is like, can I borrow wood for a moment? Why is Professor Quirrell just holding an iguana? <laughs> what? <laughs> Lots of, like, what? like, what? I'm trying to imagine what possibly you could be learning in Defense Against the Dark Art that would encompass an iguana. And, okay. like, why would you need to show the iguana? Are you gonna feed it to something? <laughs> That poor iguana! What are you showing off about the iguana? I mean, it would make sense if he was in his old job, which is muggle studies, but, like, you're not. And iguanas still exist in the wizarding world. I actually have a note about Oliver Wood, and it is not the one that- Maybe it's a magical iguana. Maybe. Um, I have a note about Oliver Wood, and it's not- not, Iguanas scare me. It's not the one that I- I texted you. I just asked. I, I'm like, how did he catch that bludger with his chest and not break every single bone in his chest? Like, his ribs. He was just that stunning. He was... <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. This is a serious question. I mean it. Like, bludger's like, Harry got hit by a bludger and... <laughs> Harry got hit by a bludger in his arm. Broke, like, every bone in his arm. Or, like, at least broke his arm. But Oliver Wood, like... <laughs> caught a bludger to his chest and then just was like fine you would think that that would like crack all his ribs 
Yeah. Like, I, that would this would have been a very different film if like the bludger just like went through his body like <laughs> Harry Potter the horror film I would watch <laughs> everyone would die in like the first movie though that would be kind of complicated oh my god like yeah. the trio would just get mauled by the three headed dog because Dumbledore didn't lock it properly <laughs> even though they made it through all seven movies and eventually gets eaten by an iguana <laughs> Even like, though they, like, the trio made it through, like, all the films and eventually defeated the bad guy, they would die first in a horror movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, they, they're literally the people who go inspect things. Like, yeah, they're the that, ones that, like, let's no. split up. Neville would be the one to survive. Like, probably. He would just hide. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll never forget, this is super unrelated, but you just reminded me of that. Um... I'll never forget that in, like, Catching Fire, I think, at the Hunger Games, they said that these two people had won by just hiding until everyone else had died. <laughs> and I was like, that would honestly I mean, be me. Like, I, I haven't read Hunger Games or watched Hunger Games, but, like, you that's haven't? all I can think about. Like, why wouldn't you just hide? No. Yeah, I haven't. Wow. I, that's crazy. No, yeah, but there, there were, like, people- What, Katniss and Peeta minus the romance? <laughs> Is that what you were looking for? No. No. Um... <laughs> But, no, I just, yeah, I'll never forget that, because I remember it seeing, reading that part in the books, and they're like, and there's these people who won by hiding until everyone else had died. I would have done that. I don't, like, that sounds, like, so smart. I don't know what they were thinking. Like, why would you leave anywhere? And, like, you can just, like, make materials for yourself in, like, a little cave or something. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Realistically, though, I'd be one of the people who, like, killed themselves right away. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> does that on. happen in the book? I bet it does. I think I think it does. I don't remember. Isn't that what the hanging tree is about? Are you? Stop it. Are you? Stop it. Okay. My next <laughs> note. My next note was kind of a joke. It just says, "How can Harry see the snitch?" But literally nothing else. <laughs> like the kid has like had glasses like his entire life, yet he's the one they chose. To like, I mean, that's a big misconception about I know. glasses. Is that like you can't see? Like, off, the whole point is that the glasses make you see like a normal person. Yeah. So. <laughs> I still that was mostly a joke, but um, yeah. And then my what's my next note? Oh yeah, why isn't Flitwick teaching their first charms class, or was that Flitwick with the crazy beard? Like what? No, it's Flitwick. They just redesigned him later for some reason. Oh my god, okay. That's... Yeah, there's a lot of, like, there's very, like, for all of the slack I give Harry Potter, there's very few, like, things that don't cross over between the movies, which I can respect. Like, yeah. But that is one of the things. <laughs> Along with flu powder, like, the heads coming out, like, yeah. I don't particularly like what they did in Goblet of Fire with him looking like a demon coming out of the fire and it was would never be how flu powder would work but (laughs) i it's still different in like the later movies yeah okay in my opinion first diminishment of ron's character which will happen a lot in this movie franchise it's very minor but it's Hermione helping Ron to do Wingardium Leviosa on the Trolls Club. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like much, but you're already establishing that Ron can't do things by himself. Yeah. And, like, how would Hermione know what spell Ron was going to do anyway? I always think Like, he just that. raised his wand. <laughs> yeah, I guess they saw that as her, like, telling him what to do, and by saying Swish and Flake, he'd be like, oh yeah, Wingardium Leviosa, but, like, why? 
I mean, literally, the writer, I believe it was the writer, has established that Hermione was his favorite character. Like, there is an interview with J.K. Rowling and him, and, like, he, he, J.K. Rowling asked him, like, what's your favorite character? And he said, Hermione. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy, because, like, I was expecting you to say Ron, because everyone says Ron. And he's like, no, I always liked Hermione. And it just shows, like... Oh, yeah. It shows two things that, like, obviously he's gonna be biased toward Hermione, and then obviously that, like, people liked Ron before the movies came out. Yeah. That's what I <laughs> And he said. said that, like, I mean, which is not very creative of him, that, like, he, that, like, whenever he needs to give, like, I'm so stupid, what, like, not context, but, like, in a story, like, <laughs> information, what do you call that when, like, an info dump? I don't know. What? I'm just gonna cut that into me saying info dump, okay? Whenever, like, he needs someone to, like, info dump on them, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he okay. always would use Hermione. Yeah. Like, exposition. Yes. Exposition. <laughs> he would always, like, use Hermione for exposition because he's like, oh, she could have just read it in a book. Yeah. Which is so lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> My my note about the troll is, like, not that profound. It just says, It's a wonder the troll didn't break Harry's wand. Because the wand was in his nose and he fell on his face. Yet, like, Ron, like, they get in one little car accident and Ron's wand is completely broken. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Also, like, in the... I actually realized I have a couple notes about the Quidditch thing, but okay, yeah. Hermione looks so happy to be setting Snape on fire, and it's so funny. Like, her face oh, is yeah. priceless. Oh, okay, yeah. Also, like, they spoil Quirrell being the villain so hard in this movie. Like, they show, like, several shots of him just looking, and you're like, okay, clearly something has going on with him. Like, yeah. why do you keep reminding him that like reminding us that he's there yeah like, <laughs> i also have a note like i don't think anyone's gonna forget he's there when like you see snape putting him in a chokehold later like <laughs> i have a note about like the movie and how the movie went about this why was harry's broom arriving the day of the match and like it was literally wrapped like a broomstick they're like what is it it's like i was watching dora <laughs> they're like should we look inside <laughs> what's inside i'm like it's wrapped like a broomstick and what was he planning on doing like he didn't he clearly in in the movie he clearly didn't know that the broom was coming but what was he gonna do like <laughs> like piggyback on someone else like what, what was gonna like oh my gosh i didn't even think about that well he was probably gonna use a school broom yeah. which i still don't understand why they didn't give him a school broom i guess they wanted him to be flying in style like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe it was more like we have an 11 year old on the quidditch field like let's make in let's make sure that he doesn't die so let's give him a good broom <laughs> yeah but also you'd think you'd give him like a training broom or something like with wheels or something <laughs> with wheels wheels for the air yeah for sure yeah <laughs> Get, like he has his training wheels on for his broom oh. <laughs> I actually, I also have a note about the fire thing. I was like, I love how Hermione's first thought to distract Snape was fire. Like, of all things, she was like, okay, I've got to distract him. Think fast. Let's set him on fire. <laughs> like. It's also interesting. Like, I always forget that, like, sh- like we hear what spell she uses in the movie. Like, because we don't in the book. Like, yeah. she doesn't, like, she doesn't tell us what spell she uses. And I, I know that's going to be on trivia. And I need to remember what it is. Like. <laughs> 
But it's not Incendio, which no. is weird. I feel like Incendio guess... would be, like, to, like, a larger area, I guess. Like, Incendio would mm. be, like, setting a lot, like, just a lot more fire, I think. Um, Don't they use Incendio to, like, start, like, a fireplace or something? Yes. Like, I'm pretty sure they do that. Yes. Um, Ron and Harry actually have the right color palettes in this movie compared to the other ones. Like, they have, like, green for Harry and blue for Ron, which matches their eye colors in the book. Yeah. But I guess it doesn't match as the actors, so I get why they made the choice. But I'm still upset they gave Hermione a pink color palette because that doesn't seem like a very Hermione color. Yeah. I mean, no hate to pink. I love pink. But it does not seem like a Hermione color. I think maybe, like, a purple or something yeah. would have been nice. Yeah, I agree with that. My next note is, like, it's almost like Hagrid wanted them to solve it. <laughs> the big, like, mystery. <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh my gosh, have you seen the theory, oh god, I don't know if you're gonna like this, where Hagrid is a Death Eater? Are you serious? Are you? Yeah. Oh my god. Because, um, because of stuff like that, where, like, he leads them to the thing and, like, to put them in danger. And also, it's, like, why was he with them, the Death Eaters, in the end? Oh, my God. I can't even, I can't even begin to, like, I'm explain. I'm not explaining this very well. No, you but... are. I just can't even begin to, like, explain how, like, confused that makes me. Because it's, like, are you serious? Like, of all people to suspect, Hagrid. Like, what? I, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. I, yeah, no, I I cannot even. Oh, I have a note about wizard's chest. <laughs> I said, um, I wish the wizard chest players pieces talked and like heckled the pl- the players like they did in the books. Because I'll never forget that scene where Harry's Aww. chess pieces were like screaming at him. They're like, "Don't do that! You're such an idiot! Why are you so stupid? Why are you doing that?" <laughs> and it was like, it was the best they part. Did, like, sh- weird designs for them, but I guess they could do whatever they wanted. So good for them. <laughs> like. <laughs> I don't know how they came up with those, but they're there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like how they do the invisibility cloak, like, inside the invisibility cloak. Yeah. Like, I can't really think of how, like, a better way to do that. Yeah. Because it would be very difficult. The only thing I could think of would be, like, also, like, kind of weird, would be to, like, show, like, whenever it's in a scene, like, show them under it and then, like, melt into them being invisible to, like, uh-huh. show that other people can't see them. But, like, we can see them, you know? <laughs> I don't know. It would still... That I would think this weird. is the best way they could yeah. have done it. Okay? Yeah, I agree. I just had an idea, and I wanted to share it with people, and I was too embarrassed to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a note about the invisibility cloak. I just, the note just, in quotes, says, use it well, and then restricted section. Like, (laughs) (laughs) there was no hesitation either. They're like, oh, oh, now you have an invisibility cloak? Go use it and go to the restricted section to, like, research what is under the three-headed dog. Um, I also wrote, like, in the books, the book that Harry opened that screamed didn't stop screaming when he shut the book, and I think that would have been so much funnier to include in the movies, because in the movies, he's like, oh my god, it screamed, you know, he shut it and it stopped, but, like, in the books, the book didn't stop screaming. why that scene is the scariest scene in all of Harry Potter. I know. It's a literal jump scare. It Why makes did they me like so and anxious. it's like the most chill like the movie made for children. Like I don't understand. Yeah, no, it scared me so badly. Although I they I literally like we read Harry Potter in 
elementary school in fifth grade yeah and they wouldn't let us watch it because of witches <laughs> because people would be offended and like you read us the book yeah huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> and also i guess it was because it was pg so that was too far <laughs> i guess we didn't read them in school <laughs> Um, as I've been noting here, I'm like, why did Snape, like, bolt when he heard there's a student out of bed as if he cared about the said student's well-being? Like, they're like, they say, they're like, there's a student out of bed. And Snape's like, what? And then he just leaves, like, running. And I'm like, as if you care. Like, (laughs) He probably wanted to catch them, though. Like, maybe it was a Gryffindor who he can terrorize for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think, you know? in the, I think in the book, it was like, oh, no, that was a later book. But I'm sure that he was thinking, he's like, I swear, if it's Harry Potter, I'm going to punish him so bad. I'm going to, like, get him in <laughs> yeah, so I much trouble. Yeah, I think that's Goblet of Fire. Yeah, that is. Um, that's when he his leg sinks through the, the step. The step. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like I step. love how they did. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I love how they did Hagrid's house. Um, They made two different sets for it. One that's with small furniture and one's with large furniture. And you see the small furniture in Hagrid whenever Hagrid's on screen and the large furniture whenever the kids are on screen. And that's so smart. And honestly, I think that's what the Harry Potter movies do best. Like, they give all the detail to the parts that don't matter. I love how you just got so irritated when you said that last part. You were like, everything that doesn't matter is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 it's not a backhanded compliment. I genuinely yes, it like is. this, but I had to say that. <laughs> I had to say it, okay? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have... Um... I thought it was funny! <laughs> it was funny, don't worry. Wait, I have a note about the Mirror of Arisen, actually. Um, So, you know, Harry could... We see it more in the books, but when Harry's mother put his her hand on his shoulder in the mirror, Harry could feel it, but obviously the hand wasn't there. And I found that um, in Harry Potter, like, their interpretation of the afterlife is really interesting to me. And that scene really was interesting because, you know, he could feel her hand. And obviously it could be something, like, you see something, you feel it. It's, like, one of those, like, you know... Um, things but at the same time i feel I like don't, i don't think it was actually james and lily looking at him though. no no i don't think so either but at the same time like this just reminds me of like you know the resurrection stone and things like that like i think their impression and like their idea of the afterlife is pretty interesting like we know they're there like they're always watching harry like because of what they said in deathly hollows so Unless it's not them, which I'm pretty sure it is. No, yeah, that would that kind was. of defeat the purpose of the resurrection <laughs> stone. Um, My next note doesn't even make sense. I don't even understand. But also kind of creepy. It. Like, mom, dad, why are you watching me take a shower? You know? <laughs> and, like, if they're watching him, like, are the other, are his other family members watching him take a shower? Oh like, God. what's going on? Like, are they cursed to follow him forever? Because I'm going to tell you, there's going to be some awkward times when they get into the afterlife. And they're like, Harry, we watched you do everything. (laughs) I think that the idea is that, you know, people who have since passed, you know, would have the, like, choice. Like, consciously choose to follow this person and, like, for, like, a minute and then go back to whatever you do in the afterlife and... I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to, like, believe in the afterlife. I just think that, like, seeing how different, you know, 
shows and movies and things interpret it is interesting. Um, my next note makes absolutely no sense. I have no idea what I was trying to say. <laughs> it just says, the look after, and then in quotes, this is light. Like, I'm sure that this is light is like a line, but I can't remember. <laughs> wait, wait. Huh? I can't. This is light? Yeah, it was like a line in the, I, oh God, I, I cannot remember. When do they ever say that, though? I'm looking up this is light Harry Potter. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Dumbledore's quote. Happiness can be found. No, it's not that. It was something else. I think it was like Hermione like, gave someone the side eye and it was funny. Wow. And you would be right, Adelia. The scene that you were referring to is the scene where Hermione picks up the book and is like, I picked this out for a bit of light reading. And then Ron's like, this is light. Ha 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 ha. And there was a bit of side eye. So you would be correct. Anyways, I just thought you might want to know. Or maybe you did know and you were screaming at your podcast app. Anyways, continuing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, my, I don't know. I don't know. My, uh, maybe I'll remember later. My, uh, my next note is <laughs> Hermione thinking Ron doesn't know what immortality is. It's really funny. I know that it, that's, like, awful for Ron's <laughs> character in the movies, but it's so funny because he's, like, immortal. Like, he's just shocked about it. And she's like, it means you never die. And he gets all upset. He's like, I know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. I don't think it's necessarily ruining no, Ron's character. It's I think just it's so just showing funny. that Hermione thinks less of Ron in this Of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of Ron, the next point of ruining Ron's character in the movie is Ron panicking in the devil's snare scene. Hold on, are we already there? I'm already there. I'm not. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) How am I supposed to know what your notes are? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait, wait. So my first note, um, on, like, my last page just says we were robbed of, like, all of the funny, like, Norbert scenes. Because he, Hagrid had him for, like, a hot yeah. minute. Because he was already growing and all kinds of You know of what? That's a weird scene in the book. Like, it's very, like, takes up space in the year. Because, like, they just, like, there's, like, five sentences and then they're, like, another month has passed. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a weird writ- written chapter. And I kind <laughs> of get why they made the change in the movie because I don't know how you'd show the progression of time as fast as they did in the book. Yeah. Um, I also said <laughs> the side eye that Harry gives Ron when Hagrid names Norbert is so funny because ha- Hagrid calls him Norbert and Harry goes Norbert and Hagrid's like, yeah, he has to have a name, doesn't he? And Harry gives Ron like the funniest look. Daniel Radcliffe like, is the like, like the funniest faces. Like the seriously? other part in like the very beginning when Dumbledore's like, if you don't win, if you don't want to win, like have a very painful death yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like Daniel Radcliffe like looks so disgusted. <laughs> like, <laughs> so funny he was so great for this for this role um i also have a note about malfoy i know we hate talking about him but um it just says why is malfoy literally everywhere like in the movie how did he see them leave in the cloak and how did he know to go to hagrid's hut and that there would be a dragon there because they don't really explain that in the movie they're just like oh no it's malfoy i'm like they were under the cloak when they left did he know about the cloak no he did not and so how did he know to go to hagrid's hut and just yeah for like a dragon? he was just looking at hagrid and yeah. was like, i'm gonna come terrorize him. 
And then, and then he came over and he was like, dragon. oh my gosh, I have a chance to catch Harry Ron and Hermione in the act. Yeah, like, he was like, I'm, I don't know. He's like, I'm just going to walk down to Hagrid's hut tonight. And then Maybe got- Draco was actually the person in the cloak. <laughs> and he knew that the dragon egg. Yeah, it's so like, he came over. There's no way to explain that because it's like, you know, Malfoy's like, oh, I'm just going to go to Hagrid's tonight. And then he walks down there and he's like, oh my god, thank god I did because here are Harry, Ron, and Hermione and an illegal <laughs> dragon. <laughs> I also said, I have here, I said, I love how they basically knew Snape was a Death Eater before it was ever confirmed. What do you mean? Like, I mean... You know, they always suspected him, because at one point in the movie, they're like, oh, that's it, you know, he's trying, after the detention, they're like, oh, that's, you know, Snape is gonna get the sna- uh, the stone for Voldemort. They're already suspecting him being a Death Eater before it's ever been confirmed. Like, they just know. I'm trying to look at my notes. I'm on the devil Snare okay, part again, so now. I don't I'm know. Now. I, I have, it says, okay. why is the devil Snare moving so fast? <laughs> oh, we completely skipped the forest part, but it's there. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine. I don't yeah. know. I mean, him, like, gliding, which was weird, because <laughs> it's literally just Quirrell, <laughs> so I don't know why he's, like, laugh. floating. <laughs> I like to imagine he's, like, purposely, like, lowering his legs and, like, moving in patterns to, like, try and make him look cool. <laughs> He's like, swoop! <laughs> like... <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah, I, I think okay. we talked about this in another episode, but, like, why is the devil snare moving so fast? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, in the books, it's like a plant. You know, it's gonna, it tries, it's not super slow, but it's, like, slowly, like, encircling people. But in the movies, the devil snare is just, like, rapidly, like, wrapping them up in, like, <laughs> it's, uh, what are they, tentacles? I don't know leaves stems i don't know vines but, whatever <laughs> but it's like um, you you said it one time you're like why is the devil snare literally like quicksand like it's it was just so rapidly like wrapping them <laughs> no, up no literally i hate that part why did they make it quicksand i don't understand um the next point of ruining ron's character is in the devil snare scene yeah because they make him panic which, like, absurdly panic over it. Which is also weird because they, like, they, well, they made the quicksand thing. Yeah. With, like, because, like, Hermione's like, you just have to relax. Which is not how it goes at all. No. And then, and then this moment from Ron, like, we get, I get that, like, you have, like, you don't have the potion scene. So you need to give Hermione something. Yeah. But you don't have to put down another character to show how good another one is. Yeah. I agree. I don't know. And I, I'm i 99% sure this scene right there is why Ron is the way he is for the rest of the series. Yeah. Because they were like, wow, Rupert Grant can really act like a freaking coward. Let's make him that <laughs> oh for the rest of this eight movie series. <laughs> yeah. I also have a note about the keys. <laughs> I said, why are the keys moving so slow? You could walk faster than them and just grab one out of midair. Like, before Harry gets on his broom, they're just, like, gliding, like, there's not a care in the world. And I'm like, why is it going so slow? In the book, they literally specifically say that the keys don't attack him, too. Like, the whole point was that they thought they were going to attack him, but they don't. But I don't hate it, because, like, you need an action for a movie. And I think it would have been very boring to just see them walk into a room catch a catch a freaking flying key and then walk away yeah like, <laughs> i also said like 
why did they all fly into the door? Like, what what if someone else came back? How are they going to get themselves out of the door? Like, unstuck from the wood? Like, do they just not care? They're like, okay, that's it. No more people are going to get through here. Like, <laughs> Also, like, Quirrell didn't know people were going to be following him, right? No. I mean, then why he assumed... would he lock the door behind him? I think maybe the door did it by itself, because he left the key in the- like, he unlocked it, let the key go, it flew up again, so I'm sure the door locks automatically. But at this- yeah, it's just- why would they fly into the door? Like, I don't understand. See, but if I was an evil wizard, <laughs> I would take the key so that nobody could follow me. Do we- I mean, Quirrell may have been evil, but was he really that bright? Like, I- do not think that that was his strong suit. <laughs> he had two minds working for him. I think so. <laughs> Neither one of them were that smart. Voldemort, like, sure, he may have been, like, evil and awful, but he was not that intelligent. He, like, constantly made mistakes. My phone died. Now this is just sad. <laughs> I bet. She's like, <laughs> I mean, Colin! Ugh. What's wrong with him? He keeps on ruining everything. Freaking Colin. Nobody likes Colin. Everybody hates Colin. Nobody likes <laughs> So sorry you had to listen to that. Back to the episode. I agree. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> my next note <laughs> is that I think, again, that the timing of Quirrell unwrapping his turban sucked. He did it too fast. He just, like, completely, like, he basically, like, whipped it off. And I was like, where was the, like, suspense? Where was the, like, you know, slowly unwrapping it to, like, prepare us? No, he just, like, he was like, oh, you want to see? And just threw it off. <laughs> like, it sucked. It sucked. I think I think if it went any slower, I'd be like, because like the whole <laughs> point, like I, I watch a lot of people first time reacting to Harry Potter. I don't know why it's a hobby of mine at this point, but like, they always like they figure it out like a second too late. So I think it what it is is that like you're trying like they're trying to like not make you think of it before it happens, you know? Because like if you sat there staring yeah. at the turban for too long, you'd be like, "Okay, I think I know what's happening here." <laughs> like Yeah, but even just like a little like a teeny tiny bit slower would have been fine. But it was just it was too fast. That's just what I thought. Okay. okay, maybe Go not ahead. everyone's good at unwrapping turbans as you. Okay, Adelia? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I don't know what skills you have on the side, but I not everyone is as cool <gasps> as you. It's multi-talented. It was not <laughs> it was not about his proficiency at unwrapping a turban. It okay. was just the speed at which he did it. Okay, let's, when you become a famous actor someday, okay, I'll be judging <laughs> and you I have on to your unwrap a turban wrapping skills, okay? When you Go get ahead. cast in the like... remake of Harry Potter as Quirrell. As Professor Quirrell. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, okay? We'll see. Okay. And I, when the director tells you to speed it up, you know. You know. <laughs> okay. I love how horrible their acting is in the chess scene. It's, oh my god, it's one of my favorite moments. 
<laughs> I never thought it was that bad. Like, you're so, I mean, you're they're kids. So wrong. You're so wrong. They're, it's so bad. Yeah. My, one of my it's favorite fine. parts I mean, is when Daniel, when, <laughs> when Ron, like, doesn't even, like, look injured at all and, like, just falls to the ground. He screams, Ron! And then when Hermione tries to move, he's like, no, you must stay. And it's like, then why you're did still you in the game. <laughs> like, you didn't take a moment to, like, process it or anything. And <laughs> And they, I understand why it was so awkward because they're kids and they have to stand in one spot and just like scream at each other. But like, it was so bad. I, know. I mean, for being that young in that big of a role, I feel like they did pretty well. Right. I mean, Emma Watson did like training at like college or something. So I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know about Rupert Grint's skill. He like submitted a rap to get the role of Ron Weasley. Yeah. So I don't think that <laughs> that is, ex- although though, I would argue that he's like the best of the trio, honestly. And like the later movies, like I think he's does pretty well. Yeah. I just, I always hated like, I mean, for myself, at least, like, comparing them to each other, because I feel like people did that to them their entire lives, and it's probably right. so old. But at the same time, like, they're all very accomplished, very talented actors, and each role they played was so different, and each, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, those roles are so intricate, and each one has a different, you know, they're so different that I feel like you can't even compare them, because, you know, especially in the earlier movies, like, Harry, the depth of Harry's character is insane for an 11-year-old to have to do, and, like, all of them were really talented, and I personally, for me, I don't really need to go any farther than that in analyzing who's a better actor, because I just don't think it's fair. I just have respect for Rupert Grint for seeing that script and choosing to be in the movies. (laughs) Like, they saw them absolutely batter his character, and he was, like, and he still, like, was a likable character in the end, in my opinion. Like, I don't think... I'm sure there's many people who exit the movies hating Ron, and um, it would I would not blame them. But like a lot of people still like Ron in the end, like they can acknowledge that he had a lot of problems. And but the the something I noticed about these movies is that they keep in every single time Ron messes up, and they don't include all of Harry and Hermione. And it's so weird. Yeah, they all mess up, and people and- don't call like they don't call. They call Ron, like, unloyal or something. Like, when people say that he's, like, the loyalist friend, they're like, okay, but he, like, met, like he left Harry at his worst, like, twice. But, like, do you see, like, how many times, like, Harry and Hermione got in arguments? Like, why is no one talking about that? Like, sometimes Harry and Hermione yeah, were horrible friends to each other, too. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, they all had, they all had faults. Like, every single one of those characters had issues in the books and in the movies. And I just, yeah. Like we literally talked about before, Harry was, like, insulting Hermione in Goblet of Fire. She, he was like, I love Hermione, but I do not want to be this close to her. Like, I cannot stand her respectfully. I kind of <laughs> read it as... I kind of read it as more that he enjoyed their friendship more when they had... When their group was complete, you know? I read that part as more of him being like, I miss all of us together. It wasn't necessarily just, like... It wasn't personal, I don't think, against Hermione. It was just that you could tell that their friend group was incomplete without Ron. Yeah. 
like, uh, like I always will mention, is that Harry did not know how to talk to Hermione in Deathly Hollows when Ron wasn't there. Yeah, it's also because she was so distraught. Like, you know, she spent, like, half the time crying after Ron was gone or just being completely numb to the world. So, you know, what was he supposed to do? It was much harder to maintain their solo friendship then than, and you know, also, it was the Fire. Oh, my gosh, I can't get into how much I hate the Deathly Hollows Part 1 movie right just yet. But, like, they don't, like, they... Like, Ron and Hermione were the people who were, like, separating from Harry and were talking amongst themselves. Not yeah. Harry and Hermione. Like, that was the whole yeah. point. And they literally yeah. knew they did that because in the scene where, like, Ron has the Horcrux on and he's going berserk, they changed the line of him saying, I thought you were knowing, I, they, the, in the book it is, we thought you, we knew, you knew what you were doing. And in the yeah. movie they changed it to, I thought you knew what I... you were doing. Yeah, there were just, there were a lot of ways that the movies messed up. I still enjoy watching them. I think, um, especially, like, in the later ones, um, they all really showed up and really filled, you know, the shoes. Because, like, those are really intricate, complex characters that they had to, they had to step into that role when they were, like, 11 years old. So I think that's still pretty impressive for all of them. Yeah. I don't hate the actors at all. I mean, some of them are questionable in today's day and age but <laughs> oh yeah um I, I i respect them i hate the script writers and the directors of these movies <laughs> i mean i'm sure they're yeah. great people by themselves but respectfully i hate them respectfully <laughs> my um my last note about like the the conflict scene is like I just said why does everyone have to disintegrate like why is that why was that the move like, oh my gosh I didn't even think about that but also like how are you supposed to do boils and like yeah no I know like I don't understand I know that like, they that had to do it this way difficult. I mean also that would be like 10 times more horrifying to watch like I don't know like I can't think of any other way to do it like I think they did like the best way possible I agree. I just thought it was just really funny watching it because it's like everyone disintegrates. That's just like what happens. Maybe I I would have liked if like they pulled a Wicked Witch of the West and he just melted. I would have liked that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my my very last note is Hermione's passive aggressive clapping at the end when they think that Slytherin's won the House Cup is so funny because she's sitting there like practically rolling her eyes and like really slowly clapping. The line Harry says at the end of I'm not going home, not really, kind of counteracts where Harry has to believe Private Drive Private Drive is his home for the protection to work, which I don't think was their intention, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it wasn't introduced in the books when they made this film. But no. so does Harry leaving in Prisoner of Azkaban, so I don't know, honestly. I don't think when Harry left in Prisoner of Azkaban that he was thinking, like, I'll never come back here. I think he was upset, and in the moment, he was like, I can't be here right now. I mean, yeah, like, a lot of kids he have wasn't... that moment where they, like, pack yeah. their bags, and they're like, yeah, I'm running away. <laughs> and I think that was what that moment was. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't negating that that was where he lived, that was his home. He was just really frustrated, and that, like, he just needed to get away, like, right then. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to um, listening to us dissect Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the movie. And 
yeah, this is the last installment of um, Sorcerer's Stone, so be sure to come back for Chamber of Secrets. Right. And, yeah, super exciting. Yeah. Um, these movie episodes won't be me yelling too much. That is until we get into the later, the later ones. ones. So, yes, we have, <laughs> we have very differing opinions about the movies. Because we really do, but I, I enjoy watching them. them, but also I literally hate them, and I, I have to yell <laughs> anytime I watch them. <laughs> I respectfully okay. hate them. <laughs> well, be sure to tune in so that we can all witness that. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. Sorry this came out so late. I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened. If you can't tell already, there has been some sound issues with this, and it was much worse before. But, um, I think it's alright now. I think it's fine to post it. I don't think you'll be too angry with me, personally. But, thank you for listening to this week's episode. Come on later, you know. Come on, take a ride on this magical journey. We're gonna continue Chamber of secrets. Woo. Best one by far. <laughs>